Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends. Every week, around the end of the week, on Friday, just as everyone's crawling to the goddamn finish line during this freaking pandemic idiocy, Dad and I do a bit of a bonus episode just to you know help keep people saying dad this this spin-off podcast was your idea you came to me and tegan at the start of the lockdown and said we should be doing a second show each week how have you been enjoying the the whole spin-off thing i mean we're doing twice as much work e- each week do you think it's worth it definitely i love um you know um how you said it was my idea yeah it was yeah. do you know why it was my idea why because i'm an ideas person Okay. I love it, Paul. I uh, I won't say that I live for the podcasts, but I absolutely almost live for them. Yeah. I, I love them. I find yep. them. I mean, we all like in life things to look forward to. I look forward to doing the podcasts. I, I look forward to chatting with you. I'd actually like to one day get to uh, see what you and Tegan look like. I mean, we have photographs of uh, what you look like. We've changed tremendously. We have gotten so monstrously fit thanks to the CrossFit apps we're all binging on to try and stave off insanity that I'm just... I tell you, Dad, I could, I could bench lift a house, but it's this bench lift. A Lego house. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm doing a lot of Lego as well. Anyway... Uh, you know how go. you're going to... We're going to chat about some stuff. Can I just tell you and the listeners a couple of very tiny little points? Of course, yes. Next door to us, we have about eight guys abseiling... Uh, on this, I guess it's about a 15-story building mm-hmm. and they're doing some major uh, work and it's going to take 10 days and it's very, very loud. They're all using grinders and uh-huh. I was thinking to myself... You mean the app? The pickup app? God bless. Continue, um, please. I was thinking to myself, wouldn't it be terrible because it makes it very difficult for you and the listeners. You would have heard these guys grinding away as they're not grinding their... <laughs> You know what I mean. Hey, God. Dad. If, Paul, if, that if, would be very difficult Dad, hanging from a rope. No, don't never say never if consenting adults want to grind all the way down the side of a building. That's their business. No, but it'd be... It'd be very look, hard is what you're trying to say. It'd be they'd very, have very to hard. remove their chaps and all their leather gear because mm-hmm. they're wearing protective clothing. Yeah. Um, but well, let's forget... Wear protection. Completely forget about that. But yeah. the reason I mentioned that is that five minutes ago, mm-hmm. as we are about to start this podcast... Yeah. A ranger from the local council Uh issued a stop work directive and the entire crew, which is sad for them, I felt sorry for them in that they've all got to go home and... Mid-grind. And do whatever. Yeah. Um, But don't you find that incredibly fortuitous for us Um, 
that we get to do a uh, podcast in silence. So that was that uh, was a win. Yeah, Dad, I honestly, I'd like to posit the theory that you might have some listeners um, who live nearby and just made some calls. I mean, it's entirely possible that our, our listener base is just, you know, passionate enough and disrespectful enough towards men consensually mm. grinding down a building that they have just made a call and made sure that you get to record in silence. What's the second thing, Dad? The second thing, Paul and listeners, I have... Um, I don't know whether many people know, but I've also got a picture-hanging business and I've just driven more than three hours round trip. I left uh, left very early today and um, for, for listeners, I actually left yesterday. <laughs> I left yesterday very uh, very early and I drove way, way, way out to the foot of the uh, the Blue Mountains to a suburb called Penrith and then I turned right and I drove through, and I, as I was driving through this suburb that I'm going to name in a sec, I want the listeners to cast their memories back to um, when I name the suburb. It's in at least one of your books, Paul, but the suburb's name is Kingswood. Do you remember that? Yes, of course. The terrible, terrible um, lady that was asleep with her baby. Mm-hmm. That's the one where the um, that guy, you know, and I and I was driving through Kingswood, and uh, uh, and and my mind was so intensely focused, it took me back in minute detail to the scene of the crime, and I was actually considering either prior to or after the big hanging job I did, was going to revisit that uh, street, and maybe even, but I just I couldn't do it, and I, I and I didn't do it. But isn't that weird to on this day? to be back in this suburb that I have not been to since that fateful day, which was in the mid-80s. And there I was. And the third thing, very briefly, when I was coming back, I got fuel and I was standing next to two police officers by my Bowser. They were sticking on, they're doing this big campaign at the moment. And this is an indicator in society that things are not great and they were doing this major campaign, putting up these sticky posters all over the Bowsers, no doubt at many, many petrol stations in, a, in Sydney, talking about petrol theft. And you know when people start stealing petrol... Shit's bad. Things are bad. Yep. So then that's just a, like an indicative sort of anecdotal indicator of, of, of where, where we're going and where we well, are. You know, life's pretty stressful right now. You know, Donald Trump has just said on camera that he uh, would not peacefully hand over the reins of power. So we're looking at a dictatorship, folks. So if there's anything we can do to help distract you or keep you, you know, marginally less stressed, it's entirely... Look, what I would recommend is just turning off social media. Um, don't pick up any newspapers, especially not in this country where so few of them are actually readable. And just just sit down with some mates and have a chat and focus on good things. There's nothing wrong with kind of just creating a little safety bubble for yourself for mental health reasons. And that's part of the reason we created this spin-off show, Dad, is because mm, yeah. um, it's really hard to not just focus on the dark stuff. With that in mind, I've got some questions from listeners about some extremely dark stuff, if Excellent. you would like. Love it, okay. love it. This is from Fiona Douglas. Hi, Paul and John. The podcast has been keeping me going while working from home, so thank you both. I wanted to share what happened on the way to the cemetery from the church to lay my beautiful nan to rest. We travelled from rural New South Wales to Sydney for the funeral at St. Bridget's Marrickville. Service was beautiful. My parents decided that my 18-year-old brother, just on his pea plates, would be right to drive from church to the cemetery 
with a car full of us siblings and a family friend, while they went in chauffeur-driven cars supplied by the funeral home. The traffic was monstrous compared to what we were used to, and so the pressure was on, along with deep emotions on the day. After a while, my brother decided to turn on the radio. Just as we turned into the cemetery... ACDC's Highway to Hell bursts forth from the speakers mm. at full volume, drawing horrified stares and bemused looks from mourners. Mm. We laugh about it now. Also, re Loose Ends 23, perhaps the phrase deepest recesses of my mind rather than deepest bowels. Dad, one thing that several listeners have pointed out is that when you have been referring to the deepest, you know, word of something, you've been using bowels a lot. Mm. Is that <clears> a, I don't know why. Um, bowels. Well, bowels are deep within the human body, depending on which way you're heading. If you're coming up, they're closer than going down. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So if you go through your mouth, that's a fair way down, isn't it? Okay. But the yeah. bowels, <clears throat> I mean, don't people use that expression, the bowels, or is it always... Yeah, I mean, bowels, no, bowels is typically used... The only time I've ever heard bowels used... Uh, in the context you're talking about is like the bowels of hell so it's somewhere that is nightmarishly bad so you uh, you you um you know attach bowel to the thing to make mm. it sound bad but mm. you're going into like the bowels of the building the implication is this building is terrible because bowels mm. stink like shit mm. um but what well, do you think of the story with the um how to hell i think it's um you almost wonder whether there's some type of divine intervention in these stories, don't you? I mean, what are the chances of that happening? You just can't possibly... You couldn't um, sort of... You couldn't create that without sort of... I mean, it's just... it's Look, it's... And then it makes everyone in the car think, God, is that... Are we... You know, it, it, it can discombobulate um, you because you feel that... Is it a coincidence or is there something else happening? Um, no, it's it's fascinating. We, um, I mean, we talk a lot, especially this season, we have talked a lot about things that go wrong at funerals. Can you recall any instances where the wrong song was played? Or can you recall any instances of specifically like weird choices for, for funeral songs? <clears throat> well, you all know that story with me with the Highway to Heaven. Oh, shit. What was it called? Stairway to Heaven. Oh, shit. Highway it's a Highway to, to Hell and a Stairway to Heaven. Fuck. Oh, Jesus. Um, look, I've heard... Um, uh, we 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 did a funeral once, and they'd brought in some folk singers, mm-hmm. and these folk singers were straight out of the nineteen sixties, and they were they were dressed accordingly. Yep. Um, the women wore no shoes, um, so that they had the barefoot look, the uh, the northern New South Wales nimbin look, if I may be so bold, and. Everything was peace and love, and they were going to do a beautiful rendition of a lovely song that I can't recall, (laughs) but I know that it was going to be very beautiful. And I say was going to be very beautiful because at the very point in time, as we had the procession leaving the church, Mm -hmm. an almighty thunderstorm started. And it started raining. Um, the rain was coming in at about, well, it was pretty well vertical. No, that's not the right word, is it? Horizontal. Horizontal, yeah. Yeah, it was coming in sort of across. Mm-hmm. And the storm, the lightning, the thunder coming through the stained glass windows. 
And the poor group of people that were singing, from memory, I think there were three of them, uh, they sang this song and no one heard anything. And I remember looking back as the church emptied and I just saw these three sad folk singers who I think that I think they were crying and not because of the funeral. They were crying because no one had heard them. Do you think it's a weird uh, gig, you know, playing at a funeral? Some, uh, I know some Catholic priests um, don't allow that sort of stuff to happen anymore because they feel as though it takes from the event. Um, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I I think another nice idea would be to ha- actually have a funeral at a concert and um, maybe have them in the front row. Okay. Perhaps slightly off-centre, because uh-huh. you like not in the mosh pit, um, because that could be really weird if everyone was on psychotropic drugs and then they decided someone had a brainwave to open the coffin... Yeah, and then send weird. that body right across the crowd. And people would be so, um, like after about maybe a few metres, people that were sort of back a little bit, they'd be handling this dead body, passing it around, mm-hmm. but they wouldn't know that it was a dead person. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I mean, the people that initially took the body out of the coffin, they'd know. Um, So, yeah, that opens a can of worms, doesn't it? It does, yes. Uh, Okay, where where is the weirdest place you've ever had a funeral or had a a service? Um, There are certain denominations Mm -hmm. within the world of organized religion that do not 
do viewings for lots of reasons. But once in my entire funeral career, we had to do a viewing at one of these particular denominations, private homes at night time. And it was very, very surreal because of the particular re- religion involved. A lot of the people that were there that night found it quite traumatizing because in their religion they don't do that ever. Right. So that was really weird. The house itself was very dimly lit. I had the feeling that this place had a real ghostly presence about it. Mm-hmm. Um the people were uh, odd, if I can say that. And uh, there was a real ethereal sort of... You expected kind of in a next in an adjacent room for people to be gathered around doing a seance. And um, have you ever done anything seance-wise in your life? Have I done a, se- a seance before? Um mm. No, I've often thought I'd like to. Is that weird? <clears throat> no, no, but I think you've got to be kind of a little bit um, wary of all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, when I was a teenager, mm. I was at a party and uh, everyone came up with the idea of, um, of interconnecting our, our little fingers and thumbs together around a big round table. And it was a uh, totally creepy experience because what someone did... There must have been 10 of us around this table with all our fingers interlinked. And someone got a piece of um, the, the, the paper that used to, that clear plastic that covers a cigarette case, mm-hmm. like a cigarette, a packet of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And you used to sort of unravel. And the person put this um, sort of like a cellophane, hard plastic um, casing in the middle of this big table. So it was way, way, way away from everyone. And then we started chanting, and I just thought to myself, this is horrific. And I was about 17. Uh, I don't think I was under the influence of drugs that night, and um, I wasn't actually that night. But um, otherwise, the story would be a bit silly, wouldn't it? Because people would think, well, what actually did or didn't it happen? But no, everyone was completely sort of, and there was no alcohol. Everyone was straight, so to speak, that night. And we all started chanting and it went round, you went round and round and round the table where everyone would repeat this chant and all of a sudden, this piece of clear plastic that, that had some substance to it, it flew across the table and it wedged between my fingers. And I'll tell you what, I left that party early and that's the first and last time I've ever done something like that where I thought... Um, this is pretty weird and I have been into places have you ever been anywhere and you are just just all of a sudden covered in goosebumps and it's so terrible I mean I, I'm, I'm 60 years of age a couple of nights ago I had a dream and I was so scared that I couldn't get out of bed to go to the toilet what? yeah true I just lay there why? because I for a while, I just thought there was some some presence. You've never had that experience? I think that's called sleep paralysis. Paul, where you lie there and you... Paul, I was awake. <laughs> sleep paralysis. <laughs> Paul, I 
was woken from a terrible, terrible, and I had this terrible feeling that there was something in the room, not necessarily human, and I, because I remember most of my dreams, and boy, oh boy, I've had some doozies. So, uh, what was the dream about? <clears throat> no, I, I don't, I, I don't recall the actual dream. Wait, Dad, when someone says I have a story about a scary dream, and they don't tell you the fucking dream, the story really doesn't land as well as it should because i mean mm. you've experienced some horrifying stuff people who experience no horrifying stuff have horrifying dreams i'm really curious as to what you would regard a scary dream okay well i i've i i do get recurring i won't say they're nightmares but i i definitely have dreams where i'm paralyzed with fear uh-huh. um, and have had them for a long time when i was a very very small boy when I was probably three years of age, and for many years I dreamt that I was being smothered by giant floating letters of the alphabet. They were massive. They were like 10 feet high. And there were no letters in particular. Um, there were just letters of, the, of, of our alphabet, 26 in all. <clears throat> and it was so terrible, and it went on for so many years, and I it used to just traumatize me. And another dream that I had all the time until I was maybe 12, was that I was balancing on a tiny, tiny chair on top of the Eiffel Tower. Now, I had never been to the Eiffel Tower. I have since. But I would be balancing precariously. And, you know, these weird, weird things that get into your mind. But of recent, I've been having this dream where my thumb, um, where your thumbnail is, there was like a hinge. And I opened up my thumb... And inside it was a luminous, glow-in-the-dark green fluid. I mean, go figure. Go finger? Oh, it's a thumb. Fuck, that almost worked. Um, <clears throat> I'll tell you what, let me read another message from someone. Because this is a... I mean, the green thumb is a, is a weird... Is a weird thing. A couple of episodes ago, Dad, um, a guy called Stephen Parker was positing a fairly bizarre hypothetical. He was saying, all right, let's say you suffocated someone and then put them in the water and yes. gave them CPR. Could you make mm. them look like they drowned? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So Stephen sent a follow-up. Hi there, guys. I'm a little amazed you have my query. Stephen, why are you amazed? We love you guys. I appreciate you putting it on, I guess. Jesus, Stephen, playing hard to get. John's scenario wasn't really what I'd had in mind. Well, I feel like maybe the problem was your explanation, Stephen. But that's okay. Let's plow on, you gorgeous bastard. The DNA, incapacitation, and CCTV I had contingency plans for, but thought too inappropriate for the program. I maybe got the impression John wasn't too impressed. No, no, he was. Right, Dad? You thought it was a great question. Yeah, I did, but I was a little bit wary about, you know, doing a how-to. He didn't want to give you advice. Okay. No. Here we go. Let's continue on with Stephen's message. Thank you either way. Ha-ha! See, haha, with an exclamation mark, with that kind of like, I'm a human. It's the kind of the exact kind of like affected mirth that a serial killer would, would chuck into a message to, to make it seem like it's not frightening. Stephen, I'll keep reading. Maybe I need to settle down on the true crime podcast. Oh, I see what's happening here. Because everyone who listens to Loose Units doubtless listens to too much true crime. And I think you can get true crime brain. You can kind of internalize the rhythms of murderousness without actually being a murder. And then he said, you have my number if you are actually concerned. Regards, Stephen. I mean, we could 
call him one day and find out. He sent a follow-up. I know in the States, a husband was charged with attempted murder for fantasizing in Little Rabbit Fingers about killing his wife on a chat room. I think he actually was a police officer charged with something like conceptual manslaughter. So I guess my query was questionable. I understand any apprehension. Stephen, mate, you're great. We actually really like... We, I mean, I like the hypotheticals. There's a film called, I believe, uh, Shadow of a Doubt. It's a, it's a Hitchcock film. And there's these two guys who sit on their front stoop, sort of having these two middle-aged guys, and their hobby is coming up with ways to commit the perfect murder. You know, ways to kill someone without getting caught. You know, is it poison? Is it suffocation? Is it an accidental fall down the stairs? But I remember watching Die Hard, uh, Die Hard 2, and there's a scene where John McClane kills a guy by stabbing an icicle through his eye. And as a kid, I always thought, yeah, a weapon made of ice is perfect because it melts, leaving no evidence. There can't be fingerprints. And, of course, um, it cleans the wound of any kind of vestigial DNA or whatever. Dad, do you think um, an icicle is a good way to go? Um, <clears throat> well, if you were sort of in middle Russia in midwinter, uh-huh. it could work. Okay. But imagine, I mean, you know, you couldn't do that in Sydney on a, on a, on a summer's day, could you? Because the, uh, the ice, icicle, yep. I mean, you'd have to have it. In an esky. In an esky, you'd have to more than likely have a, um, a gloved hand. Um, what would be better than ice uh, is to use dry ice. Now, there, there's a, that would be very interesting. But to hold dry ice... Um, you definitely need a glove, otherwise it will just, your hand will become a part of it and you'll suffer frostbite and you'll lose your outer layer of skin and it'll be pretty stuffed up. I guess then you'd have to get the uh, the carbon dioxide uh, frozen knife blade um, skewer uh, to the person fairly quickly. But, of course, we all know also that when you carry that dry ice through air... The steam, the, the, the vapor that is given off, A, is clearly visible. Mm-hmm. It looks like white fog mm-hmm. and it falls to the ground. So imagine you'd be carrying this kind of foggy implement. And not only is it um, creating a lot of uh, sort of mist and fog coming off it that's falling to the ground like a vapor trail, but also as you're going towards the, the person you're trying to stab, um, it's actually getting smaller by the second. So what initially may have been a 12-inch blade, depending on the circumstances, by the time you actually get that blade to actually penetrate the skin, and you'd have to go for a soft place. I, I do agree that the eye sockets would be would be excellent. Yeah, stretch um, mm. or, or perhaps in the stomach, but the stomach wouldn't um, necessarily deliver a fatal blow. Um, and I guess you'd have to look, it's a, it's a really fascinating um, uh, sort of a concept. Very, very interesting. Can I, um, uh, a, can I throw something at you, Dad? There's a book called Light at the Edge of the World, um, and it's all about different cultures. And in it, the author uh, talks about the Inuit, um, the Inuit people. Like Eskimos, right? Um, and when asked what he admired the most about the Inuit, what he said in this interview was absolutely Benango's insane, batshit crazy. And I'd like to read it to you as a way to close out this because it is literally it's, it's very much on topic. Here we okay, go. Okay, fantastic. The Inuit didn't fear cold. They took advantage of it. 
During the 1950s, the Canadian government forced the Inuit into settlements. A family from Arctic Bay told me this fantastic story of their grandfather who refused to go. The family, fearful for his life, took away all of his tools and all of his implements, thinking that that would force him into the settlement. But instead, he just slipped out of an igloo on a cold Arctic night, pulled down his caribou and sealskin trousers and defecated into his hand. As the feces began to freeze, he shaped it into the form of an implement. When the blade started to take shape, he put a spray of saliva along the leading edge to sharpen it. That's when what they call the shit knife took form. He used it to butcher a dog, skin the dog with it, improvised a sled with the dog's ribcage, and then, using the skin, he harnessed up an adjacent living dog. He put the shit knife in his belt and disappeared into the night. <laughs> Fuck. Me. It's so... Uh, look, brilliant. I mean, Absolutely. it's like... It's horrifying, but ingenious. Which no, I guess is the, the... But that's the kind of the core... Of any good murder story, right? Mm. Like it's terrifying, I agree. but it's know. fascinating. Mm. In in that particular situation, uh, if I was in his situation in terms of what you've just laid out, mm. um, I would be reticent to do what he did. But if I did, I'd only use my own shit. I wouldn't use someone else's. That oh, really no, creeps me dad, out. There's no way. No, I would use someone else's shit. Mm. Um. Look, that's a really odd point to end the episode. But guess what? We always end on odd points. That's how the show goes. Please, everyone, uh, we know the world is a chaotic place right now. We hope you're doing well, staying safe, being kind to each other, keeping your hearts open. Um, We miss you all like crazy. Uh, We have some big news for you that we'll be dropping next week about the next season of Loose Units. You are going to absolutely lose your minds. This is exactly what you want from this show. We are amped about telling you about the next step in the Loose Units journey. Anyway, thank you so much for coming, everyone, and we'll see you next week for more Loose Units. Bye. Fantastic. All the best. Bye-bye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.